0: All right. What is this? Episode
1: Is this, uh, this is your episode? Is this, this is 13.
0: This is 13.
1: Lucky number 13.
0: That's not lucky.
1: Ooh. We just missed Halloween.
0: Ooh, spooky. That's, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, and start. Yeah. And go. Wait, how was your week? <laughs> how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess we can do this.
1: Do you want to, like, introduce the episode?
0: Oh, I guess. If you want.
1: I just feel like there's no consistency in anything okay. anymore.
0: Welcome to episode 13 <laughs> of Beer and Fear. My name is Paige.
1: That's what I always say, that there's no consistency, and you're like, it's the only clip I'm cons- flipping
0: the script. Okay.
1: My name is Zach. Uh, this is episode 13.
0: Episode 13 is going to be on werewolves.
1: Werewolves.
0: We need to go back to actually telling everyone what the episode is on.
1: Well, they can, I mean, if I they're smart, they'll read, but. Let's just make
0: it easy for them. Yeah. How was your week? What did I do this week? Did you take notes?
1: Nope, no notes. I've been slacking on notes lately.
0: Silly boy. Um,
1: And I rely on my phone because my phone controls and dictates 90% of my life.
0: He's one of those people that would share the Facebook art posts that it's just like your face being sucked into your phone.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, God, look them up. <laughs>
0: There's these art pieces that artists who think that they're like super like woke like I'm aware of the world draw <laughs> pictures of like your phone like sucking like attaching to your face like drawn as like uh, a face okay. hugger so, like or, controls like, yes. yeah, I see. And, like we pay more attention to our phones than the memories happening right in front of us it's like okay calm your
1: tits <laughs> I mean it's a little cringe but it's uh, also
0: it's very also cringe true.
1: um that's what yeah I don't like I don't like technology, but it's it's really just uh, controlled my entire schedule now at this point. Looking back at my calendar, uh, I didn't do much. Um, Halloween was fun. Um, I worked to, I worked a 12 on the 30th and then a 12 on the 31st. And I, I don't know if I sent you this, but I decided to dress up uh, on the 31st. I
0: don't think you did.
1: At work. Uh, even though I know last year our director was kind of... Iffy about people showing up in costumes, which is weird because uh, no one really sees, sees us. Yeah, We're, besides so, cops. Right, so uh, I decided to take initiative and dress up. Yeah,
0: fuck the rules.
1: <laughs> so I uh, I dressed as a ducom dispatcher.
0: You did the same thing at Guitar <laughs> Center. You dressed I as know. a Sam Ash employee.
1: <laughs> That's what, uh, that's what inspired that. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I printed out a, a Ducom little label. Let me and see again. I stuck it over my patch on my uniform. And then I, I also made that in Word and put it on my ID. You're so, it's so got, fucking like, funny. <laughs> it's got Ducom's address and phone number and everything. And I put it on my ID card. So that was fun. Um, I made a few people laugh. That uh, was cute. Um, I went out to a, a, a fancy restaurant last night. And I want to tell you about the Waiter because he was hilarious go ahead there's a, a waiter like i had never encountered before at a restaurant like i've
0: never been waited um, with before
1: so he he walks up and you know the standard hey how you guys doing how are how, how you guys doing tonight what's his name i don't know i didn't ask his name oh, i should have um i was like we're yeah we're doing okay how are you he's yeah. like eh. <laughs> yeah you know i'm okay People ask me
0: that at work, and I'm like, I say, I'm living. <laughs> or if they're old people, I'm like, I woke up on the right side of the dirt. Oh, God. <laughs> Always uh, kills them. Old people love that shit.
1: But I, I loved it because you're not expecting. It was a very honest, straightforward, mm. Mm. you know, I'm okay. Yeah. And then it was just kind of like awkward silence for a little bit.
0: I'm very used to that because that's how we are in retail. And
1: then he's like, you guys want something to drink? Yeah. Or- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, <"Come> <laughs> I mean my life's in crisis and my family's leaving me but' aren't you guys thirsty <laughs>
1: um and I was like yeah water I mean water's fine it's okay um,
0: it's like I don't, right, cool. don't want to make your day any worse cool.
1: i'll be uh I'll be back in a little bit then and um, he never came back <laughs> he never came back he did come back a little bit later I'm struggling with my sweater here so I am seeing that Ugh. and um asked what we wanted and we told him what we wanted. And Uh, as you're prone to do
0: when you're getting asked a question by a waiter,
1: you guys are going to love your meal. Oh, and then he walked off. (laughs) You probably spit in your food. And then uh, we got our food. He came back. He didn't drop off our food. We came back and um, he uh, he was looking at our plates while you're eating and checking in. You know, how's everything? The standard. How's how how many bites did you take? (laughs) And uh, he's like, oh, man, look at that. (laughs) It was just it was very. Very strange. It was a um, strange encounter. And I was like, you know, at this point, I was kind of going along with it because this guy's cracking me up.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty amazing. I'm happy with my choice. <laughs> and then he started telling me about the pasta. I, I got this. I have leftovers because I ordered too much. It was like a pasta dish. Um, it's like fettuccine, yeah. I think. And it has scallops in it. Okay. Oh, my God. It was, it was really good with like some cream oh, sauce and he said, chives. Oh, yeah, he, he knew. And uh, he went away, and then you know, time went by, and our table was next to uh, stairs that descended into, I guess, a basement. Mm -hmm. Um, Creepy. And he just pops up on the little shelf. I love it. (laughs) Coming up the stairs, and he just pops up because our table's right there. Hey guys! It's like, hey, just thought I'd pop in. Ah! (laughs) Pop goes the weasel, you know. He did not. He said that.
0: Oh my god!
1: (laughs) And I started laughing. Were you
0: like his last table of the night?
1: (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, it was pretty late. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious It was cracking me up the whole time And then at the end <clears throat> He asked uh, So are we, uh, are we thinking about any dessert today? We got some really, really good tiramisu Did you get dessert? We got a creme brulee <gasps> We got cheesecake Oh my god it's all really good. I thought I just figured you'd like something sweet, you know, to counteract like the fatty I like that he has to explain sauce this. from your, your pasta, you yeah, know, really yeah. good. He's
0: really selling it. That's
1: how we pitched the dessert. Yeah. Uh, I almost Did you bought, get dessert? I almost bought tiramisu. I
0: can't <laughs> was, believe you didn't get it. It's
1: very convincing. Uh, I love tiramisu, by the way. It's my favorite dessert. I
0: can't believe you didn't get
1: it. Uh, yeah, I'm a little upset at myself. It just means I'll need to go again and get tiramisu. <laughs> Hopefully I get the same waiter. But it was uh, hilarious. I tipped him really um, uh, graciously. Uh, for his performance <laughs> that night.
0: It is all an act
1: It was it was good He was he was enjoying himself He was having a good time So Uh how was your week You uh you had a big day yesterday <laughs> You want to tell the people about it
0: <sighs> I officially moved in to Woo! my new apartment
1: Exciting. And
0: my bones hurt Yeah So many heavy things
1: I wish I had uh, helped as as a little bit more. Oh, I, as
0: much as I helped you?
1: I wanted to be, yeah, as much as you helped me, because I wanted to be a little more sore than I, the following day. I, I feel like I hardly moved anything, but I did help. We did uh, get a lot of stuff in my car, and I uh, moved some heavy things, so I'm glad I glad I could assist. And I bought you a liquor, so. Yes. Enjoy
0: there. My, my first liquor in my apartment. <laughs> yes. So exciting. Did you break it in yet? No. Oh. No. We were tired.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Um... So we're just unpacking, and uh, this is me avoiding unpacking. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, when you listen to this, don't get mad at me for not unpacking.
1: (laughs) You got all the time in the world. You got got some time off work, which is good. Exactly what you need.
0: Yeah, I go back Sunday. I'm
1: surprised that she didn't take time off work.
0: I think she, well, originally they were going to have inventory, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then last minute inventory got canceled, and Mm. she can't not be there for inventory. Okay. So she wasn't taking time off. And Got then it was it. so last minute where it was like, oh, it's canceled that, that she sucks. couldn't put in a request. She's taking time off, I think, near like the middle of November. Yes, yeah, so she said, I remember that. Cool. Yeah, that's it. I moved. Very nice. packing shit.
1: I love, I love how your place looks. Um, I gotta
0: go grocery shopping.
1: Fun stuff. Um, you rehomed some pets. You said you had a lot of pets that we brought into the apartment. Um, and uh, for once, I hope you can accept the fact that I'm right. Because I've been telling you, you have too many pets for the past, however long. And you're like, I don't have too many pets. I don't. You had to give some away.
0: It's what was best for them. But I don't have too many pets. Okay. I don't have too many animals. I just, with what space I have, when I was at home, I had all the space I needed from where I was living and it wasn't an issue. But, you know, now with an apartment complex where it's like, hey, you're not allowed to have these pets in the apartment complex. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a roommate. There's only so much space. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair to take up space outside of my room as far as my pets go. That's true. Yeah. Especially since we're getting a really large couch. Nice. So I got, um, I rehomed Lemon, my canary. She's going to her new home tomorrow. I miss her. Uh, I found a home for the bullfrog I just took in from work. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, I just took him in because I don't think anyone else was going to take him in. So right. I found somebody to take him in. Um, and then our he, friend
1: got your other lizard.
0: Yes, our mutual friend Caitlin got my lizard, show.
1: I got to ask her about that. I was supposed to stamp her or text her or something, ask her how she's doing with that.
0: So I literally cool. just dropped it off. Nice. Um, so I, I now I have two leopard geckos, three tarantulas, two fish tanks, an oxalotl.
1: That's it. That's it. Wow, yep.
0: three down. <laughs> I might rehome one of my tarantulas.
1: hmm Maybe. That's that's a lot of pets. I just think I was uh telling Steph yesterday too about how um your your bird got out. We dropped the cage off and then she came back. She didn't
0: go far. <laughs> She's so well behaved. <laughs> I'm gonna miss her. She's such a good bird.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: So sad. Well, And I caught her. Let's just comment on my did. mad that bird was, catching skills. That was
1: uh, incredible. I watched. Damn straight. Bah. Yeah. <laughs> like Tossed <a> net. Net.
0: up. <laughs> You're not going nowhere. Cool. Well, I like that we both went at the same time. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got to cut all these out when I'm editing. Yep, all the
0: mouth noises. So, the topic is werewolves, Werewolves. and I got to pick the beer as this show goes for whoever listens.
1: It looks pretty cool.
0: It's interesting. The art on it is wild. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, the beer is from Flying Dog Brewery. It is called Tropical Bitch Belgian IPA. Hell yeah. It's ABV is 8%. The description... For years, she's gone walking. When she passes, she lures you in, and time after glorious time, she never disappoints. Tall and tan and young and lovely, Ooh. you smile, with a swing so cool and a sway so gentle, you'll you'll give your heart gladly. That's it. That's just the description of it. I'm not done.
1: Uh, oh yeah, I know the descri- uh, That's what I meant. The description.
0: Yeah, that's that's the description from the website.
1: Oh wow. Okay. <laughs>
0: It's IBU is 64. It's hops are Galaxy, Amarillo, and CTZ, and the malts are Pale Brewers C60.
1: Galaxy hops. Galaxy
0: hops. They actually have a lot of beer. A lot of it is dog-themed.
1: Uh, I would figure because the name I, I've seen this brewery before. I don't know that I've had any beer by flying. Dog. I have before. never
0: had anything from flying dog,
1: but I've seen this. So uh, the beer,
0: uh, the brewery story, it starts off. It's a trip more than 30 years ago, a group of oxygen and alcohol deprived amateur hikers convened mm-hmm. in a Pakistan hotel room after summiting the world's deadliest mountain. There flying dog was born a Renaissance and mountain man, George, George, Stranahan, I think, I think Stranahan, there's an N, I don't think it's Strahan. Hmm. a PhD in physics, founder of the Aspen Center for Physics, professional photographer, writer, lead, I'm sorry, led, led that expedition to the summit of K2 in 1983 at the age of 52. In 1990, George opened a brew pub in Woody Creek, Colorado with Richard McIntyre, McIntyre, a man who continues to be well ahead of his time. There's more, but I just don't really, I mean. That's
1: kind of a wild story.
0: It's all over the place.
1: It's pretty neat.
0: Um, I won't go into the other ones. Some of it's political. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a point. Oh, I better have my thing. Okay, yeah. My beer advocate review uh-huh. is from a person named Pizza Butt.
1: Oh, yeah, pizza butt. Let's hear what he has to say.
0: Appearance pours with a thick white head that stays for the duration of the drink, a nice dark golden color. Its smell is very hoppy, piney, and resiny. Smells like a double IPA, but with mild citrus and undertones, somewhat bready. Hang on, let me mute my phone. Its taste is, again, hoppy, a nice malty flavor with an edge caused by the bitterness. Very slight citrus fruit is noticeable. The feel. I found feel again. Oh, like, they're touching it. Light enough but bordering on the edge of medium bodied, quite astringent and interesting combination of sweet and dry. It's sweet at first taste but finishes out with dryness. Overall, not what I expected from a tropical IPA. I was expecting more like a New England IPA with heavy citrus flavors and less hoppiness. That aside, however, it's still a very enjoyable beer. Based on the description from Beer Advocate, it seems to fit with the style of a Belgian IPA, but not the tropical that the beer is named for. Mm -hmm. Like I said, ABV is 8%. Its score on Beer Advocate is an 86, which is very good. Mm -hmm. It is ranked number 124 out of Belgian IPAs. And overall on the website, its um, score is 86. Ranked number
1: 23,560.
0: That's a lot of beers. Oh, yeah. There's so many beers. Oh, yeah. It's got an average score of 3.8.
1: <clears throat> I was trying to um, take all the descriptions that you were saying and imagine what this is going to taste like. And I'm trying to see. Okay. I don't know. After I taste it, how accurate is that, you know? Trying to get better at this. Yeah. um, Be
0: actually like descriptive in like a good way. Right. (laughs) You get glasses. Yeah. Thank you. I'm hungry. Uh, Good thing we're getting food. Yeah. I'm
1: like, what do you want? And it says, um, brewed with guava, pineapple, and tangerine.
0: I'm very excited because I think it sounds really good, but I've also been let down before.
1: The art is really cool. Isn't it neat? I wonder who makes the, um, Art for the, art for the can.
0: We stopped doing that forever ago.
1: This is Ralph Kiev.
0: Kiev, like chicken Kiev.
1: It looks like K-E-A-V or K-E-A-U. Ralph, did a good job, Ralph.
0: Ralph, Ralph Macchio? Is he into brewing? I'm kind of excited to try this because I've never had anything from them.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've had. The
0: place I grabbed it from had like a whole section that was just flying dog. Oh,
1: interesting. It's pretty neat. Uh, Yeah, I've seen seen and heard about the brewery before, but I don't think I've ever had any of their beers.
0: Okay. (sighs) Scott. Scott. Got your bottle opener, baby.
1: And I'm fish, officially out of room. Uh, on the shelf? On, on my little table you over there for up with. for beer. So I do need to invest in a floating shelf of some kind. Look at that orange.
0: Oh, you can smell it all the way from like here. That's strong. Oh, yeah. Oh, it smells so good. Immediately, fruit,
1: immediately a fruit smell. Mmm.
0: But you can still smell that bitter hoppiness yep. in it.
1: You can smell the hops. You can. Sm- it's a nice blend. Yeah.
0: That's a thick foam.
1: Very carbonated. It does smell really good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to get some foam down. You do have a lot of foam. <laughs> I tried not to. Well,
1: they said it was a, uh, they said it was a foamy a heavy pour. Heavy foam. Yep. You know, lapping up some foam over there?
0: I have like a, an inch of beer left in this glass. Get in there. Yeah, I got it. All
1: right. Oh my gosh, I love it.
0: That's a good IPA. I love
1: it, I love it, I love it.
0: Oh, that's good. Mmm. That is smooth. Like the perfect amount of bitter, like the hops yeah. don't hit your throat in an no, uncomfortable it's way. Not,
1: uh, it's not harsh at all. I mean, I can see the... the he talked about it being dry, dry like a dry yeah, finish. I can feel yeah. It. And I think that that goes perfectly with the sweet up front. I agree. And um, just the blend of uh, fruit flavors in it that works really well with it.
0: I love the smell. I would say, like I was saying, it's very smooth. It's not overly carbonated. Wow. The hops aren't too heavy for it being an IPA and them saying, you know, that there's the bitterness of the hops in there. It is really not uncomfortable. Like some IPAs can be too heavy in their hoppiness. That's but again, it's not a very dark beer.
1: No, it's uh, it's very surprising. Um, I don't think I, I was not right in my in my assumption of how this would taste because this is it. It surprised me. Yeah, it's surprisingly tasty. Well,
0: descriptions are only going to do so much until right. you get it on your palate.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm honestly surprised that this hasn't been rated higher. I am too than what it was. You said 83, right? Uh, it
0: scored an 86. 86. But it's got an average score, like from reviewers, of mm. like only a 3.8. Yeah. Um, the first review was like a one. It's <laughs> like, it's oh. the first time I've seen that.
1: I guess it's not everyone's uh, cup of tea. Well, no, everyone's got different opinions. Ooh. No, but I would, I would, I would, I put this higher than a lot of other beers that we tasted. I like this. Um, Do we, we want to totally try and
0: did. rate it between the, three, the two we've tried so far? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to tell, too, if I can taste all those fruits. (laughs) Guava, pineapple, and tangerine.
0: I can definitely taste the guava. And when you swallow, I can taste the pineapple. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know about tangerine. I can smell the tangerine.
1: It smells good. It tastes fruity. Yeah, Um, I I
0: dig this. Good job, Flying Dog. Nice. Can we text them, too? There's a (laughs) number on the bottom of this bottle. (laughs) It's not.
1: <laughs> How do we text Flying Dog?
0: Hey, do you still have my um, beer from the first episode we did?
1: Pumpkinhead? Yeah. I don't know. I think so.
0: Okay. Remind me to bring it back.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think I have some in the fridge. Shove so it in the fridge. I'll have to look. Um, yeah. You gave uh, you gave Pumpkinhead a five and then Dead Guy a four. Uh, and so did I.
0: Well, right now so, I'd give this one a one.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely rate it higher than the others uh, right now. I dig it. So I'm
0: gonna drink another one.
1: Hell yeah, I'll have another two.
0: I'm so hungry. So <laughs> I'm withering away.
1: Did you um? Did you pick this uh, just because of the dog theme or? What was your tie into werewolves, if you had one?
0: I went and... Lo- I did the reverse. So oh, okay. I went to a local liquor store... Blah, blah, blah. Lic- <laughs> local, local, uh, a local liquor, st- liquor store. What is wrong with me? It <laughs>
1: beer's 8%, so...
0: Yeah, I went to a local liquor store that I really like. The guys that run it are very nice. Cool. Um, and also, fuck Benny's.
1: Well, hey. <laughs> fuck that particular Benny's. Yeah,
0: fuck the Joliet Benny's.
1: <laughs> I love going to Benny's. I think it's great, but I... I should do a better job. Maybe I can find, like, a local liquor place. Right Support
0: here. your local business. Sure. So I had no idea what I wanted to do for the topic. So uh. I was like, oh, let's poke around. Let's see if I can find anything. Because a lot of beers are, like, named for, like, weird things. Mm-hmm. And I saw this. And I saw Flying Dog. And I was like, okay, do I want to do this one from Flying Dog? Or do I want to do Tropical Bitch? And I was like, Tropical Bitch. Cool. So then I was like, oh, dogs, bitch werewolves. Sounds I was like, <laughs> the topic is werewolves. werewolves.
1: Perfect. And we had werewolves on our list too. I've
0: so. never done it backwards before, but I think I'm going to start doing it that uh, way. Yeah,
1: I think it's cool. Um, maybe I should start trying to do that too. I think it's fun. Um, so I got a lot Hit of Hit me info. with
0: that research. I- Hit me with your research. <laughs>
1: I got a lot of info on werewolves. Um, Good. And uh, you actually said yesterday, um, when we were talking about this, that it is very similar to our zombies episode. And I actually had that in my notes. I wrote that this episode is structured very similarly. Mm-hmm to our very first episode episode. about zombies. Um, Because
0: there's a plethora of information available for stuff that's more mainstream. They're
1: both, uh, I I added, they're both deeply rooted in history and have several stories in folklore. They're both related to the supernatural. Yep. And they're both very present in popular culture to this day. So quite a lot. A lot of similarities there. So
0: it's very similar, not in the sense that, you know, they're just a classic horror monster um, from like movies.
1: Mm -hmm. So there's
0: all this information, That's all this lore. Yep. And it's based, and honestly, I would say werewolves probably have a little bit more strong basis in history yes. than zombies yes. do,
1: just because the fact I think it's it's based off of like a living creature, like a yeah, dog, like you a know, yeah, like a wolf, yeah, versus like a reanimated corpse, exactly. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of information. There's a lot of talk about uh, regarding werewolves, especially related to history. But I'll try to keep it somewhat condensed. Uh, according to folklore, a werewolf is a human with the ability to shapeshift into a wolf, typically on purpose or due to a curse, like a bite or a scratch from another werewolf with the transformation occurring on the night of a full moon. Okay. Just like this past Halloween.
0: There are some, I loved it. Halloween was on the night of a full moon. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Um, there are some that say that they can just shapeshift whenever. Like it depends on the reference and there's, what pop, yeah, pop culture. I don't know if you talked about that.
1: There's a ton of variations, yeah, yeah like, especially with popular culture. I'm in
0: the middle of marathoning Supernatural because mm. Jensen Eccles is delicious. <laughs> he is
1: delicious. Oh, oh my god! Um, I forget.
0: The, I want him to uh, have my babies.
1: <laughs> uh, Scott actually provided a lot of um, a lot of links to resources. Wasn't for there this a episode. topic
0: that he wanted us to do? I could have sworn there was a topic he wanted us to do.
1: Oh, oh he he suggested rabies.
0: That's right.
1: And uh, didn't he
0: also suggest a beer for you?
1: He did for the botfly episode. Yeah. And then
0: you said you wanted to use it for something else.
1: Uh, yes. If if we do like parasites or something like that. But um he yeah, he sent over a lot of different links. Um and uh, I appreciated it and uh, there is a lot of cool information for it's got from here. so helpful. And he he's into this show I forget what it's called, and I'm trying to find is it. Is he
0: into Teen Wolf? He looks like he'd be into the
1: MTV <laughs> Teen Wolf. <laughs> not Teen Wolf, but um, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of it. Let me see. I'll take a little second here and see if I can remember what it is. Is
0: it like one of those like Netflix shows?
1: I think so.
0: Is it The Magicians? No. Um, I know a person that's super into those. It's not me. I swear.
1: Scott. Let me see if I look at it. Because he emailed all this stuff to me forever ago. Oh, he named the email, How Dare You. That's, I can search it by that. Dresden Files. <laughs> it t- took a lot longer than I wanted to. Um, he is, uh, it's not a show, I was wrong. It's a, uh, a book series called Dresden Files. Um, I don't know if it was uh, maybe made into a show. I'm looking it up now. No, it's just a novel series. Um so he's, yeah, he's really into reading Dresden Files. And I think so is uh, Toya, who's my uh, manager at work. Um, they're both reading it now. And uh, I think a lot of the stuff that he sent me is perhaps inspiration from that. So um, thank you again, Scott, for all the resources. I'll get back into my um, my Dive research, because uh, I got a lot to cover. So uh, in modern film, depictions are usually of a uh, Therian, Therian, Trap, Therianthropic. Therianthropic. I'm gonna go with that. Therianthropic. Uh, Therianthropy is the mythological ability of humans to metamorphose into other animals by means of shape shifting. Okay. Uh, so their depiction of of those uh, hybrid wolf like creatures, so half man and half wolf. The werewolf is a widespread concept in European folklore, but also shares roots in ancient Greek literature, early modern history, and some Asian cultures. Werewolves are also popular uh, popularly portrayed in fiction, including literature such as folklore, legend, saga, fairy tales, Gothic and horror fiction, fantasy fiction, poetry, as well as drama, film, games, and music. And we'll discuss all this. I just wanted to summarize quickly at at the top. So the word werewolf comes from old English. they Wolf is how I would say it. I love the, the German in me. It's W E R W U L F literally meaning man wolf. Uh, Also, sometimes they're described as lycanthropes, lycanthropes, wherever the emphasis is. In Greek, it means wolf person. There also exist references to the werewolf in Old and Middle High German, Middle Latin, Angelo Norman, Old Frankish, and Old Norse. So it's got a ton of history. The werewolf folklore originating in Europe comes from a development during the Middle Ages, which stems from the context of Christianization and the interpretation of pre-Christian mythology. There exists a common origin where lycanthropy is involved in the initiation. Lycanthrope. Perfect. Lycanth. So is it lycanthropy? Or is it lycanthropy?
0: I feel like it could be lycanthropy.
1: I like lycanthropy because that right, kind of yeah. flows. Oh my God. Uh, there exists a common a origin so. where lycanthropy is involved in the initiation of the warrior class. So apparently back in the day, if you were a warrior, you wanted to like personify the spirit of this wolf.
0: Oh, well, they're intense. I could see that. It'd oh, we'll, be intimidating.
1: We'll talk more about that, too. In Western and Northern Europe, werewolves were strongly influenced by the role of the wolf in Germanic paganism. And Germanic pagan traditions associated with wolfmen persisted longest in the Scandinavian Viking Age. There's a, uh, a little story here. Mm-hmm. Harold I of Norway is known to have a body of Ulfednar. Uf, Uf, Ulfednar. I'm going to go with that. Uh, it means wolf-coated men who were berserkers that dressed in wolf hides which were used to channel the spirits of these animals in order to enhance effectiveness in battle. These warriors resisted pain and killed viciously in battle, much like wild animals. Okay. So there's one possible origin. A few references to men changing into wolves are found in ancient Greek literature and mythology. Some of these are caused by people sacrificing children, huh? devouring entrails of sacrifices, drinking concoctions of herbs and poisons, yeah, and curses or spells by witches. So you that, talk
0: about Wolf's Bane.
1: I do. Oh, cool. So those were um, those were some popular uh, ways that these people inhabited spirits of wolves tried to become wolves in the satyricon written circa ad 60 by gaius petronius arbiter one of the characters tells the tale of a friend who turned into a wolf quote when i looked for my buddy i see i see he'd stripped and piled his clothes by the roadside he pees in a circle round his clothes and then just like that turns into a wolf
0: he he'd in the in circle around his clothes.
1: That's all it takes. He's
0: like, these are my clothes.
1: After he turned into a wolf, he started howling and then ran off into the woods. See you later. Yeah. Similar tales as the one found in ancient Greek literature were also present in the Middle Ages, including the transformation to a werewolf by removing one's clothing yeah. and the restoration to a human by recovering the clothes and, and abstaining from eating human flesh. That's oh. very important. As long as Got you stay her, away from that human flesh.
0: Stay away from that long pig.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's what it's called.
1: This is what it's called. Uh, in 16th century France, there were numerous reports of werewolf attacks as well as the consequent court trials. And in some of these cases, there were, uh, there was clear, oh, that's my computer.
0: Okay, ghosts.
1: In some of these cases, there was clear evidence against the accused of murder and cannibalism. Werewolvery was a common accusation in witch trials throughout their history. Hmm. Until the 20th century, wolf attacks on humans were an occasional but still widespread feature of life in Europe. Sure. Some scholars have suggested that it was inevitable that wolves, being the most feared predators in Europe, were projected into the folklore of evil shapeshifters. Isn't
0: it wild to think, like, before we expanded so much into, like, cities and suburbias and encroached on nature... It was, like, a thing for people to be, like, killed by wolves.
1: Yeah, it was just a a day-to-day occurrence. It's
0: like, oh, hello, welcome. We're at the market now. Oh, hello, Agatha. Oh, hello, Gertrude. Where's your son, Timmy? He got dragged away by wolves.
1: Oh, the wolves got him today. Oh,
0: the wolves got him. Oh, I'm so sorry, Gertrude. (laughs)
1: Gertrude.
0: Those darn wolves.
1: It was just a thing that happened back then, yeah? A thing you lived with. Now we're apex predators and we are. We aren't apex predators. We're the freaking best. We aren't. Look at us go. Uh, Areas devoid of wolves typically used variations of werewolves to fill the niche. This included were hyenas in Africa.
0: (laughs) I forgot about that.
1: Were tigers in India.
0: Were giraffes?
1: (laughs) Were giraffes in (laughs) Scandinavia. As well as were pumas and were jaguars in South America. That's adorable. In some Asian cultures, the were equivalent is a were-tiger or a Mm were-leopard. And apparently there's a whole article covering were-cats on Wikipedia. Yeah. So if you want to look up what were-cats are... That's where all the furries
0: are. Oh, yeah. That's dangerous. Don't go down that tunnel. Watch
1: out. There exist many different depictions, classifications, and variations of both werewolves and lycanthropy. I'm going to keep saying that. Transformations may be temporary or permanent. The being may either be the man himself metamorphosed, their double, or their actual soul... In European folklore, those bearing the affliction are said to bear telltale physical traits of werewolves, even in their human form. Okay. So it's easy to point these people out. Uh, Some traits are the meeting of both eyebrows. So you got a unibrow. uh, Curved fingernails. (laughs) Oh, my God. Low set ears. And a swinging stride.
0: Low (laughs) self-esteem. And you have to wear socks to sandals.
1: <laughs> That's how you know you found a werewolf.
0: My God, it's a werewolf. He's wearing Crocs.
1: <laughs> He's got a unibrow. One method of identifying a werewolf in its human form was to cut their flesh mm-hmm. with the expectation that fur would be seen within the wound. That's pretty weird.
0: Like the wolf is beneath the skin.
1: Right. Appearances of werewolves and their animal forms vary between cultures, though the sure. more, most common portrayal... Is indistinguishable from ordinary wolves, save for the fact that it has no tail, is often larger...
0: Oh, they usually don't have a tail.
1: And retains human eyes and a voice. So, no tail, larger, human eyes and a voice. Yeah, they don't have a tail. I feel like
0: I've always seen them depicted as, like, extremely large. Mm -hmm. There's always different ones, obviously. Like, Mm -hmm. in Twilight, they're just, like, massive wolves. In uh, Supernatural, they have no fur. It's literally just people that, like, oh, yeah. grow, like, long nails, big teeth. It's
1: like creepy skin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't, they don't actually change, really, in any way. Um, but then, like, in horror games, you'll see them, like, they look like they're extremely rabid, extremely muscular. Like, they have, like, the arm length of, like, a human. Like, the claws are almost yeah. like hands. Yep. So, um, it's different across every border.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh... Oh, I was going to say, so picture Curious George for a second. Remember Curious George? Does he have a tail? No. He does not have a tail. You would think he has a tail because he's a monkey. But Curious George does not have a tail. Um, You reminded me of that. And you're like, oh, yeah, they don't have tails. Werewolves don't have tails. They don't. Uh, Various methods of becoming a werewolf. I'm uh, I'm Curious George's number one fan. (laughs) Know. You know him inside and out. Yeah,
0: I know him inside and out. Left, like, the back of my hand. Him and the man in the yellow hat. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Uh, various methods of becoming a werewolf have also been reported, with one of the simplest being the removal of clothing and putting on a belt made of wolf skin. That's weird. Uh,
0: you got to make sure you're... Ca- what lore is that in? You have to make sure you're carrying around a belt made of wolf skin? I don't know. It's... Is there anything behind, I don't know, like, is there anything behind it that's just like, okay, this is like werewolf skin or you just literally kill a werewolf or you kill a wolf, yeah, it's just wolf take its skin wolf and you skin become and a werewolf. You make, you
1: make a belt out of it and you wear it. Other... That makes me
0: think of, um, what are those other uh, mythical creatures that um have skin that they carry around with them? Selkies. Selkies? Pretty sure selkies. They turn into, I want to say seals.
1: Never heard of that. Let me look. Well, if it's creepy, let's add it to our list. We could They're do that. They're not creepy. Oh, okay.
0: Selkies are not creepy. <laughs> Selkies.
1: Uh, there was, um, I guess, the belt made out of wolf skin was kind of like a, um, a b- branch of.
0: Yeah. So they shed their skin, and then they have to carry their skin around with them. Otherwise, they can never be a seal again.
1: Oh, interesting. you never heard of them? No, never.
0: They're a Scottish thing, I think.
1: I'm surprised you know all of these uh, niche things. It's cool.
0: My brain holds really random facts.
1: <laughs> uh, the belt made of wolf skin is kind of, um, I guess, like a branch of because some stories have said you put on an entire outfit of wolf. Oh, that's skin. hilarious! Um, so you you essentially dress yourself like
0: shirt, tie, like a wolf. right? <laughs> pants, shoes, <Cumberbun>. your fedora. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but I guess a belt will just work too. In other instances, the body is rubbed with a magic salve. So if you got one of those laying around what's in the south? I didn't specify. Drinking rainwater out of the footprint of the animal in question or from certain enchanted streams were also oh considered effective God. modes so of metaphorizing. Like-
0: under that logic, you could like drink water out of like a salamander's footprint and yep. become a were salamander. become
1: a were salamander. <laughs> exactly. Now you got it. In Italy, France, and Germany, it was said that a man or a woman could turn into a werewolf if he or she, on a certain Wednesday or Friday, <laughs> slept outside on a summer night with the full moon shining directly on his Stop or her face. It. I'm not kidding. It has <laughs> to be a Wednesday. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Only Wednesdays or Fridays. What
0: day of the week is it? Uh, it's, uh, it's a Tuesday. Damn it. Damn it. I
1: can't be a werewolf. Gotta wait. In other cases, the transformation the transformation was supposedly accomplished by a satanic allegiance. Okay. So if you pledged your allegiance to Satan, you would become he a seems werewolf. seems
0: like a good guy. Fair
1: ruler. He's all right. Yeah.
0: Satanism is a very beautiful religion. <laughs> Have you looked into it? It's lovely. It's all about treating others the way you want to be treated. <laughs> Like, it's all about community. It's, it's all about community. I'm not kidding. Have like you looked into it's the church? If, yeah, you should.
1: The Church of Satan. No, I it's not. I'll, uh, have not. great. I'll look that up. The curse of lycanthropy. Yes. Again, the supernatural transformation of a person. Of dwarf, course. Was also considered by some scholars as being a divine punishment. Oh. Some literature shows many examples of God or saints allegedly cursing those who invoked their wrath with lycanthropy. They would turn him into werewolf.
0: I think that I feel like that's pretty cool, but also like I get like you can't control what you're doing because in most cases when you're a werewolf, there's the uncontrollable urge to like you. You have your base. Yes, you have eat flesh. Your basic wolf instincts. You don't know who you're attacking. You could kill your loved ones. So I could obviously it's a curse. But I also think like holy shit, I'm a werewolf. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool.
1: This is a uh, funny story. A notable exception. To the association of lycanthropy and the devil comes from a rare and lesser known account of an 80 year old man named These. Thies. T H I E S S. In 1692, in Jurensburg, Livonia, Thies like testified under oath that he and other werewolves were the hounds of God. He claimed that they were warriors who went down into hell to do battle with witches and demons. Their efforts ensured that the devil and his minions did not carry off the grain from local failed crops down to hell.
0: That's very specific.
1: Thies was steadfast in his assertions, claiming that werewolves in Germany and Russia also did battle with the devil's minions and their own versions of hell, and huh. insisted that when werewolves died, their souls were welcomed into heaven as a reward for their service. Huh. Thies was ultimately sentenced to ten lashes for worshipping an idol and superstitious belief.
0: Ten lashes? You're going to get spanked. <laughs> These, you're a bad boy.
1: (laughs) He sounds like a crazy person. Some modern researchers.
0: I'd like to believe that there's some form of uh, supernatural out in the world.
1: I would like to think so. I'd hope so. Yeah, you can't go out just like, you know, telling everyone. We
0: both agreed that ghosts are real. Because
1: then you'll be you'll be looked at as crazy as a crazy person. But we
0: don't believe in Bigfoot. We ghosts.
1: No Bigfoot, but yes, ghosts. Yes. And ghosts. yes, possible aliens. Yes. Um, some modern researchers have attempted to tie reports of werewolves to certain medical conditions. Oh. Victims of congenital porphyria, mm-hmm. which is a liver disorder, okay. could have been mistaken for showing signs of werewolvery. Um, <laughs> werewolvery. Because they show symptoms of um, photosensitivity, reddish mm-hmm. teeth, and psychosis.
0: Reddish teeth? Mm-hmm. Please tell me you have pictures.
1: You know what? I don't have any pictures for my whole section. I what don't know. What are I,
0: reddish teeth?
1: I was slacking. So
0: you said what was the sim- what was the, the photosensitivity
1: medical... reddish teeth and the psychosis? I'm
0: sorry. What was the medical affliction?
1: Uh, congenital porphyria. Congenital
0: porphyria. I want to see what yeah. reddish
1: teeth are. It's a like, is that you're
0: like like your gums bleeding? Like yeah. Onto if your you teeth? I,
1: I, the way I imagined it is like uh, red at the tops of your teeth where your oh, teeth meet your gums. Like um, I don't know. Uh, I, I could see that in depictions of werewolves, you know, it's they got.
0: commonly seen in infancy.
1: Big teeth, and uh, their teeth are red. I guess
0: increased oh increased hair growth at the face and back of the hands. Mm-hmm. Did they always say that if you like masturbated, you'd have like hair growth on like your hands, and like you'd mm-hmm. go blind?
1: Never, <laughs> never You've heard
0: never of heard, heard of, of, this. of that. <laughs> no. It says porphyria <laughs> is called the vampire disease.
1: Interesting. Well, there are a lot of there's ties- different
0: types of porphyria.
1: There, there are a lot of ties um, with uh, werewolves and vampires. I didn't go into it too much because uh, I feel like we can have a whole episode on vampires also. Uh, but they do share a lot of similarities, so I'm not surprised there. Um, sufferers of uh-huh. hypertrichosis, which is excessive hair growth all over the body, uh, have also been tied into possible uh, werewolvery cases. Um, this was uh, debunked due to the rarity of the disease. Oh, God. That's
0: crazy. That is crazy.
1: It's like your teeth are made of blood. Yeah. It's not, it's not good.
0: And it's so common in infancy.
1: Uh, people suffering from Down syndrome or rabies were also suggested as being possible. I could see rabies, but Down syndrome? Yeah, Down syndrome, I don't know. Uh, yeah, rabies makes sense. But all of these have been debunked. But some mm-hmm. modern researchers like to kind of tie them together. Sure. Make those connections. Uh, there are various remedies that exist um, to... Cure a werewolf, I guess. The ancient Greeks and Romans believed in the power of exhaustion. Exhaustion? Mm-hmm. Victims would be subjected to long periods of physical activity. Okay. This was presumed to have worked due to werewolves feeling weak and debilitated after attacks and plunders. Uh, so after a werewolf goes out and kills people, they're exhausted, they wake up, they turn back into a human, they feel just lethargic, you know, and out of it. Sure. So the ancient Greeks and Romans kind of made that connection. Just figure, oh, just wear them out. Just put them on a treadmill. And he'll turn back into a human. In medieval Europe, there are three traditional methods. Medicinally, via the use of wolfsbane. Yeah. Surgically, or by exorcism.
0: So they always, um, in a lot of pop culture, they always said that wolfsbane was um, poisonous
1: to werewolves. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't see too much about that. Really? Really? Uh, no, um, I know. I know there exist, you know, like TV shows and movies that, yeah, that's the case. Um, but
0: or maybe it's just that wolfsbane is poisonous in general.
1: But traditionally, it wasn't like that. I didn't do too much research into wolf Wolfsbane, but um, it does have some uh, tie-ins with uh, obviously werewolves. A Sicilian belief of Arabic origin states that a werewolf can be cured by striking it on the forehead or scalp with a knife. Similarly. Another cure involves piercing the hands with nails. There are also some less serious remedies to curing a werewolf. One method from German origin states a werewolf can be cured if one were to simply address it three times by its Christian name. Hmm. While one Danish belief holds that merely scolding a werewolf will cure it. Stop it. I'm (laughs) I'm not kidding.
0: Jeremy, you didn't do the dishes.
1: What are you, do- what you, are you doing?
0: are you gallivanting off into the forest. <laughs> don't
1: go near that corpse. And so you're nude. Don't, don't eat that human. Don't listen. you eat that human. Jeremy. Don't do it. You
0: listen to me. I am your mother, and I'm so mad at you right now. I have a silver bullet in this gun. I swear to God, it's got your name on it, young man. Oh, God. <laughs> Quickly. I found an article that says the poisonous sap can be absorbed through the skin or in a liquid dose. The distilled mm. wolfsbane can kill within minutes. It's deadly to anyone not just werewolves.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. The
0: folklore says werewolves can cure a were- wolfsbane can cure a werewolf, But oh. first, he must die from its effects because wolfsbane is actually toxic. Interesting. So the plant itself is toxic.
1: If it's if like the oils are injected,
0: well, in general, the plant mm-hmm. is just, like, toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it, it, there was an article that was, like, descriptive of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really look
1: into it because mm-hmm. this is your bit.
0: I'm just annoying.
1: Well, I'm curious now. Maybe I'll, I'll look that up uh, a l- little more in depth. It's like zombies all over again. Right. Um, do, 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 do. Most werewolf fiction pulls influences from much of what we already discussed while also expanding on certain parts of folklore and legend. So it 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 takes... You know, the stuff from history and kind of puts it in, you know, blends it into their uh, adaptations of uh, werewolf uh, fiction. Werewolvery. Werewolvery. But they also add kind of their own little twist on it. For example, it's commonplace for werewolves to be vulnerable to silver weapons and objects and highly resistant to other types of injuries. Okay. This particular claim stems from the Beast of Gavauden, an 18th century wolf-like creature that was shot by a silver bullet. So I guess they just kind of figured, oh, it was shot, it's dead, the bullet was silver. Werewolves are um, uh, uh, very susceptible to silver. Along with the vulnerability to the silver bullet, the full moon being the cause of the transformation only became part of the depiction of werewolves on a widespread basis in the 20th century. The first movie to feature the transformative effect of the full moon was Frankenstein meets the Wolfman in 1943, which I have seen because it uh, was played on (laughs) Senguli. And I love Svengoolie.
0: What is that?
1: Svengoolie? What's that? I'm pretty sure I told you what this was.
0: Pretty sure you haven't.
1: Uh, So if you don't know, Svengoolie is um, a, it's like a nightly, weekly TV show. Um, It's this guy who dresses up and he shows really old horror movies. uh, Mummy movies, vampire movies, werewolf movies. Oh, like Vincent Price. Essentially. Similar. Um, He dresses up as like a... I don't know what is like a vampire sort of looking thing, and he shows the movies, and then in between the commercial breaks, he adds commentary.
0: That is a hundred percent like Vincent Price.
1: He adds commentary. He adds facts about the movie. He talks about the actors were, that were involved in the movie. He does like a little musical bit every time. Uh, Sven Guli is super cool. If you've never heard of it or never checked it out, it's been around for decades. Uh, the original Sven Guli uh, is either. Uh, no longer alive or just simply isn't doing it anymore. So
0: it's just a title that gets passed on.
1: Right. So Rich Coes is the guy who okay. um, uh, took over as I got to meet him in person. I got a picture of him. You did? Him. Yeah, I got a picture of him. That's
0: so him. cool. When?
1: Uh, it was back when I was working at GC. Um, did
0: he come in and like buy a guitar?
1: No, he, he was doing a meet and greet at some farm oh. that was in Plainfield. And I, uh, I was like, I told my boss, I was like, okay, I'm going to drive to this farm yeah. in Plainfield on my break. And I might be late because I'm trying to get a photo with this guy. Was this Don? Uh, I think so. Yeah. He was real cool about it. So uh, well, my, that's Don for you. My break was like an hour. <laughs> and oh,
0: it's this guy.
1: Yep. That's Fingale. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Super cool. He's hilarious. He's super corny. Um, and I just love watching the old, you know, B-movie horror flicks. A lot of very popular horror films, too, like um, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Uh, so that was that was very cool. Uh, to meet him. If you haven't... It's still playing today. I'm pretty sure Senghuli is still a thing today. My
0: heart belongs to Vincent Price. <laughs> that is the man of horror.
1: <clears throat> it's Look cool. at him.
0: He was beautiful. Uh-huh. He was hot when he was young. Uh,
1: additionally, the 1897 novel Dracula and the short story Dracula's Guest, both written by Bram Stoker, yeah. drew on earlier mythologies of werewolves and similar legend legendary demons. So, again, a lot of ties in with... Uh, um,
0: now I kind of want to read um, the original Dracula.
1: I want to watch a lot of these. We uh, should
0: definitely do Dracula. Oh hell yeah! Our vampires. Yes, just one hundred
1: percent. The first feature film to use an anthropomorphic werewolf was Werewolf of London in 1935, which inspired many other pop culture entries. Another influential film which capt- uh, catapulted the werewolf into public consciousness was The Wolfman. You know,
0: in- I've never actually seen the entirety of Werewolf in London.
1: I don't know that I have either. I was trying to remember, and I, I have a list of movies on my phone that I'm adding to constantly that I want to check out. And a lot of these are really old movies. I just, An American Werewolf in London, right? Uh, Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the newer ones, yes. That's
0: um, not new. American Werewolf in London?
1: Oh, I think there's a lot of adaptations to it. There is isn't like a 1980s film. American Werewolf in um,
0: London.
1: American Werewolf in London. 1981. Uh, yeah.
0: American Werewolf in London.
1: Yeah. So I consider that to be new compared to uh, Werewolf of London from 35. So... Um. But another, another uh, influential film was The Wolfman in 1941, which, which I also added to my list. I want to watch that, too. Over time, the depictions of werewolves have uh, gone from fully malevolent to even heroic creatures.
0: Wait, I'm confused. What movie was 35?
1: Uh, Werewolf of London. Of London. Werewolf of London. Right. Not American Werewolf London. Okay. So Werewolf of London. I've
0: never heard of that.
1: It was like the original film, which launched all these other ones.
0: Okay, yeah. So 35. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that is old school.
1: Hell yeah. I want to oh, watch yeah, it.
0: Yeah, 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 I remember now.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, that's classic it was funny uh actually in that film i didn't add it in my notes but i remember reading it yeah that actor who played the werewolf he still showed a lot of similar physical characteristics of being a human as you can see by the photo yeah because he didn't want to endure the long makeup sessions i don't blame him of constantly having to change in and out of a werewolf
0: yeah uh, well honestly i think that's more appealing the, the classic um monster look you think so i would say so because, hmm. like, you compare it to, like, werewolves now where it's just, like... Ju-
1: you are completely It's too like a much. Wolf. It's
0: all CGI. Right. So. Like, again, I will reference Twilight because that movie, that right. series was just a clusterfuck. <laughs> Those werewolves, like, if you look at, like, the behind the scenes where, like, the characters in complete, like, green suit for the yeah. green screen.
1: Yeah. And,
0: like, uh, Kirsten? Kirsten Stewart? Is that mm. her name? Kristen? Kristen. It, is it Kristen Stewart? It's Kristen. Okay. Uh, when she's, like, talking to the actor... um, What's his name?
1: I didn't watch Twilight. I don't remember. Edward Cullen?
0: No, the dude that like got shirtless all the time. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, he, they like. I think they like put like a tennis ball like on his head where yeah. she's supposed to like make eye yep. contact with Yeah, look with at the him. tennis ball while like, you're talking. Look at the tennis ball. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where his eyes are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this dude. And there's like a yep. scene where she pets him. <laughs> and he's in his green screen suit. He looks suit. so upset. Like
1: an anamorph... <laughs> I green screen to, thing? I have to
0: find it. Go on. That's funny. I'll find it and show you. Hang on.
1: Um, over time, uh, I was just saying the depiction of werewolves have gone from fully malevolent to even heroic creatures, such as Underworld, the Underworld, and Twilight series. I wouldn't call them heroic in Underworld. I mean, well, I I didn't know what Underworld was. As You've well never as, seen
0: Underworld? No,
1: as well as very various other Shh. movies, anime, manga, and comic books. So uh, they're not like killing machines where they go out and like murder and slaughter people uh they almost become this heroic kind of uh, in underworld
0: thing. i would say that okay it depends on what your interest is In the story of underworld i think that my dad was super in underworld because he had a crush mm. on kate beckinsel oh so i've seen all of them okay but it's like um i, I don't really think i would call anyone really a hero um of any of the underworld portions. I copy and pasted that sentence. <laughs> oh, it's a podcast. We're supposed to share our opinion. Right. So if you've seen Underworld, then it's like the werewolves are dicks. The vampires are dicks. You're really mm. just supposed to support the protagonist, which is Celine, one of the vampires who falls in love with a hybrid who's mm. a werewolf and a vampire named Michael. Interesting. So it's really, there's really no like, Group to back I mean Mm. you mostly Follow vampires Because you're following Celine, who is a vampire That makes sense Yeah Um, Here is what I was talking about Yeah I clearly have not seen it I've seen all of them Even the newer ones That are shitty Because I like to complete Stories that I follow Here you go Uh.
1: The best thing ever
0: (laughs) Just just, What is his name? At the back of my head Pet my head Bella (laughs) gonna bother me until i know
1: mm-hmm.
0: twilight i think they're making another book midnight sun
1: oh god it's never ending I'll let it die
0: taylor Lautner. that's what it was mm. god honestly why did you do that movie it killed any options of a career for you <laughs> silly boy honestly he has legit not done anything since like this movie abduction in 2011
1: I don't even know which who he was
0: is. terrible.
1: Uh, current day werewolf I'm almost on current day werewolf fiction yes almost exclusively involves lycanthropy being either a hereditary condition or being transmitted like an infectious disease by the bite of another werewolf. In some fiction, the power of the werewolf extends to human form, such as invulnerability to conventional injury due to their healing factor, superhuman speed and strength, like Twilight, and falling on their feet from high falls. Also, aggressiveness and animalistic urges may be intensified and more difficult to control, such as hunger and sexual arousal. Usually, in these cases, the abilities are diminished in human form. In other fiction, it can be cured by medicine men or antidotes. So... I guess, in summary, it, there's a lot of different ways werewolves can become werewolves. There's a lot of different ways you can cure werewolves. There's a lot of different characteristics and descriptions of werewolves. Sure. It all depends on what exactly you're watching. And a lot of people have... Well, that's
0: uh, pop culture yeah, for you.
1: ventured off and add their own things. And it's a things. part of
0: history, so everything changes. Just exactly. like in Zombies, yep. I'm sure just like with werewolves or with vampires, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, depending on who gets a hold of it and mm-hmm. who's writing the story... They will tweak and change different aspects of the
1: folklore. Right. We were talking about with zombies. Uh, we mentioned 28 Days Later Yeah. how that was, I think, uh, don't quote me on this, but one of the first depictions of fast-running zombies. Right. And then other people have kind of taken that and ran with it, It too. goes in different directions. and so, It
0: really depends on, like, where thing. the director or the author right. is, like, this is what I feel where best makes the story.
1: Where they're taking influences from, right? Exactly. Uh, I'm going to end with a fun fact. Nazi Germany yes. used Wehrwolf— W-E-R-W-O-L-F. I you. say
0: anything German.
1: Wehrwolf, <laughs> as the mythical creature's <laughs> name is spelled in German, in 1942 to 1943, as the code name for one of Hitler's headquarters. Oh. Wehrwolf.
0: That's interesting. In
1: the war's final days, the Nazi Operation Werewolf, aimed at creating a commando force that would operate behind enemy lines as the Allies advanced through Germany itself. Huh. Two fictional depictions of Operation Werewolf- the US television ser- uh, series True Blood right. and the 2012 novel Wolf Hunter by J.L. Benet mix the two meanings of werewolf by depicting the 1945 diehard Nazi commandos as being actual werewolves. That's funny. It's pretty cute. That's interesting. That is my section.
0: I enjoyed your section.
1: A lot of information.
0: Again, it's because it's so readily available and because there's so much history and so much use of werewolves.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of variation. When you
0: have so much options of research, there's a lot to cover.
1: And I will be honest and say I pulled all of that information just from the Wikipedia article of werewolves. I didn't go to any other websites there's or like, links.
0: Honestly, you're better off sticking to the Wikipedia one because once you go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> there's gonna be all those like side sites that have like the old school like nineties yeah. website format. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm a werewolf here's my story
1: well and and i'll also be honest too it's like that's why i didn't pull a whole lot of information from the all the links that scott sent there's me. there's a lot because there's so much and, and I, there's
0: no like there's no way to be like this is consistently yeah. what everyone believes because then you'd have to go down each branching yeah, path i didn't like, want
1: to i didn't want to you know go down each individual this, is thing. this type
0: of werewolf and this type of werewolf can only shapeshift on the third moon right
1: The Wikipedia article just uh, sufficed as a good summary, overall summary of everything. Because then you
0: have to go into way more detail and it's just too much. Right. So. So. Obviously, in my opinion, werewolves aren't real. Right. Sorry. I just don't believe in cryptids. I love learning about cryptids. I don't believe in
1: cryptids or creatures. I would agree with you.
0: I was just, you know, like ghosts, aliens, 100%. -hmm. But like cryptids and stuff, I just can't see it. You know? I feel you. But because who else have been around for so long, there are going to be stories. Let's put these in the oh, wait. Bring me one. You want another one? Right? Yeah, I'm going to drink it.
1: I'm going to wait till I get food.
0: I'm planning on maybe getting a little buzzed.
1: There's still, um, there's still dogfish head left over uh, the hazy IPA. We almost had a heart attack.
0: Yeah. So the power <laughs> went out, and we were worried we'd have to record the whole thing over again.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It sounded like, I, I swear, I heard like a boom or something. It. I feel like someone just got into a car accident. I didn't hear anything. Uh, I hope whoever got into a car accident is okay if that's what happened. But yeah, the whole power just went out. My internet just came back online, um, and my entire computer shut off as we were recording. So I'm glad everything's saved.
0: So I don't think it heard the last thing I said, which was... Uh, segueing into my topic
1: mm-hmm. where we
0: we're saying that uh, we believe in ghosts, we believe in aliens. Oh, we got that. Oh, it did? Okay.
1: I was talking about uh, how there's still uh, a lot of beer in my fridge. Okay,
0: <laughs> so we did get that part. Okay. <laughs> segwaying into my part, even though we don't believe in it, right? because of history and because of people being superstitious during the time and it being more common, there's going to be accounts of actual werewolves. Mm-hmm. I use air quotes in that, situ- uh, in that mm-hmm. sentence. Peter Stubb, the Stube. werewolf farmer of Bedburg. This happened in 1589. According to Peter Stube, a farmer in the Rhineland in the Rhineland lived just outside of the town of Bedburg during a time when there was a huge amount of political and religious upheaval. The part of Germany where Stubb lived had been laid waste during the Cologne War between is it the Cologne War? Mm-hmm. It, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I always worry my, every time I see that, I'm always worried I'm saying it wrong. Between Catholics and Protestants. Now, citizens of the town were being killed. And rumors began to circulate about a wolf-like creature roaming around killing both people and livestock. It was described as greedy, strong, and mighty. Greedy. With eyes great and large. Mm-hmm. Which in the night sparkled like unto brands of fire. A mouth great and wide with most sharp and cruel teeth. A huge body and mighty paws. Mm. Which, like, things in that time, the description behind it, was just like, <laughs> damn. On point. People lived in increasing fear of the creature, traveling in heavily armed groups when they had to go from one town to another, and each newly discovered victim would only increase that fear. Mm-hmm. Attempts were made for several years to capture and kill the monster, but with no success. Until 1589, when a group of men managed to track the creature and encircle it with their dogs. When the hunters closed in, they found not a wolf, but Stoop. It's not clear whether the townsman actually saw Stube transform or if he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he was captured. Stube was tortured and confessed to killing one man, two pregnant women, and 13 children. Hmm. According to a pamphlet circulating in London the next year, he further told his captors that he had made a pact with the devil when he was 12 years old, exchanging his soul for various worldly pleasures. Mm-hmm. Stubb didn't feel this was enough incentive on its own, so Satan gave him a belt that allowed him to turn into a wolf. He used it to commit any number of atrocities, including incest, murder, and cannibalism. He was executed on October 31st, 1589, horribly and gruesomely. He was lashed to a wheel while the flesh was torn from him with heated pincers. Wow. All his limbs were broken, he was decapitated, and as a final step, his body was burned. Holy shit. His mistress and daughter were also accused of incest and were burned alive. Oh, my God. Stube's head was mounted on the body of a wolf and set in public as a warning to others who might be considering lycanthropy. Like you're considering it? Just <laughs> like, wow, this sounds cool. Going to go down to the, the drugstore and get bit by a werewolf.
1: 1589 on October 31st. Do you think there was Halloween back then? 1589? Um, well, Halloween Well, Hollow's
0: Eve has been a thing for
1: years. Oh, yeah, that's true
0: so Halloween became thing like a thing like later
1: I wonder if they uh, chose that date intentionally
0: probably Hallow's Eve always had like a supernatural mm-hmm. um, connection to the other side
1: right.
0: behind it I have a couple stories so perfect Giles Garnier 1573 the Werewolf of Dole Werewolves.com reports what? that Giles Garnier lived outside the French town of dole and was essentially a hermit a while after Garnier's residence began, children from the town began to disappear or to turn up dead, mutilated, and dissected. Local law authorities concluded it must be the work of a werewolf. Obviously. Just yeah, your, your constable's in the area, and he's just like, one. werewolves.
1: <laughs> it's got to be werewolves.
0: It must be the work of a werewolf and encourage the citizenry to be on the lookout for and to hunt the wolf. Mm -hmm. A group of men from near Dole were doing just that when they spotted what appeared to be a werewolf looming over the body of a child. When they came close enough, they saw that it wasn't a wolf. It was the hermit Garnier. Likely after torture, he confessed at his trial, saying he had been visited by a ghost or demon, which had given him an ointment that would turn him into a wolf
1: like we talked about.
0: He confessed to killing and eating several children who had ventured into the woods and he said he shared the meat with his wife.
1: Aww.
0: Garnier was found guilty of witchcraft and lycanthropy and was burned at the stake.
1: Hmm. Wow.
0: There's a lot. There's more, but these are just the most famous ones.
1: Sure. sure. Jacquise Roulet
0: in 1598, the werewolf of Angers. According to Mental Floss, what information is known about Jacques Roulet comes from an 1865 account from Sabine Baringoud. Reportedly, in 1598, some men had come upon the mutilated body of a boy in the woods. Two wolves were, well, two wolves were spotted, tearing at the body, but took off as the men approached. Hmm. The men pursued the wolves, following their bloody tracks, until they lost them. At the same time, the men spotted Roulier, bloody and half-naked, crouching in the woods nearby. Rulia was captured and arrested. He confessed to the murder and said that he had a salve that turned him into a wolf. He further said that the boy wasn't his first such crime and that he had killed and eaten others. His confession was unusual in that there's no evidence that he gave it under torture. He made no claims to witchcraft or of having made a deal with the devil. He was convicted of murder, cannibalism, and lycanthropy and was sentenced to death. His case was appealed, though, and he ended up being, he ended up being determined feeble-minded. He was instead sentenced to undergo religious education for two years and mm. sent to an asylum.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: Yes. The Werewolves of Polygny. Polygny? Poly- Polony? Polony? Poly- I don't know. 1521. Okay. This story involves a group. According to werewolves.com, the story begins with a traveler passing through the French town of Poligny, Poligny, Polony. Poly- 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 Pull your knee.
1: Those French names.
0: Yeah, whatever. Who was attacked by a wolf. The traveler fought the beast, wounding it and causing it to flee. The man followed the blood trail left by the injured beast, and it led him to the door of a house in which a woman was binding her husband's injured arm. The traveler was suspicious, and he reported the entire incident to the authorities, who captured the man and tortured him. Michael Verdon confessed that he was a shapeshifter. He also confessed to murder, cannibalism, and trafficking with the devil. Lastly, he named two other men who were also shapeshifters, Pierre Burgot and Philbert Monteau. The two men named, the two named men were brought in for questioning, and Burgot confessed also to shapeshifting and to committing some other pretty heinous crimes. He expands on Burgot's confession, saying Burgot told of making a deal with three mysterious strangers to protect his sheep. Burgo claimed he was told only later that the deal included renouncing God and that he received the ointment from Verdun, which allowed him to shapeshift, and the two men jointly killed at least two children. It's not known for certain if Montau also confessed, but it is known that he was executed with the other two men.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think this is my last one. Yeah. The Wolf of Ansbach, 1685. In 1685, Ansbach in Germany, Ansbach? Ansbach? Sure. You, you speak German.
1: I'm not familiar with the town.
0: Oh, it's probably not a town anymore. Was part of the Holy Roman Empire. The district was faced with an actual wolf, which was killing it, eating their livestock, and eventually made the step up to killing people. The terrified citizens were certain that not only was the culprit a werewolf, but that the wolf was really the town's former mayor. <laughs> He's never named in the counts, but is clearly disliked. Uh, yeah. Back from the dead in the form of a wolf. A hunting party went after the wolf with a number of dogs and drove the wolf into a well where it was killed. The citizens, still firmly believing that the animal was a werewolf, cut off the wolf's nose, put the mask of a human face on it, dressed it in men's clothing, and hung it from a pole, presumably as a warning to any other werewolves who might consider the area a good hunting ground. Jesus. Isn't that wild?
1: That's a fucked up.
0: <laughs> I know back in that time (laughs) shit was fucking crazy
1: (laughs) uh i was just thinking the whole time it's like it's crazy how there's all these accounts of like legitimate attacks by werewolves yep and it's hard to exactly like figure out like the validity and truth of all these like how they were passed down um because i mean it's from so long ago so if it's people like retelling the story it's bound to have changed from what actually happened since Mm -hmm. then and i'm sure other people have like added their own sort of um
0: history is like a game of telephone yeah
1: exactly that's kind of what i'm getting at um and it's it's just surprising because you don't hear about stuff like that today no um
0: you'd have to look for it but yeah. i'm sure there's some tales of it sure, but, but it's you like, don't hear it, about it casually
1: it's it's crazy how there's all these different stories about legitimate werewolf attacks back in that mm-hmm. uh, like the 15th but there's such a difference century. because before
0: it'd be like this is readily accepted like news that mm-hmm. there is a werewolf in your town hear more about it at nine on <laughs> channel two
1: <laughs> right um yeah so that i'm i'm almost certain that uh a lot, there's some of that stuff where it's been heavily fictionalized yeah. um, based on the actual account that that occurred but still the whole like dismembering people and hanging wolves and oh punishment was much more back
0: intense back
1: then for these alleged crimes yeah and 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 then the fact that these people the accused were um admitting to these things yeah. too was surprising to me sure
0: well also i mean i i would question like What are you willing to admit when you're being tortured?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. How much of that
0: is an actual valid answer? Of course, you just want it to... You want it to
1: stop. You want to be done with it. Yep. Wow. I like the stories.
0: It was interesting. What did you think of the beer? It was good. Why did you answer like that? It was really good. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like having you in my ears like this.
1: I really like the beer. Um... I have not eaten anything today, so it's it's really... It's hitting. One beer is all it takes. 8% is yeah, pretty higher. high for a beer. Uh, very I'm tasty. I'm on beer, too. Um, you are in beer, too. I was going to wait for my uh, food, but... Um, I, I was very uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree. Based on the descriptions that you were talking about from the Beer Advocate Review. I'm always
0: hesitant when it comes to IPAs, mm. but I think that they did a really good job with this one.
1: Fantastic. Perfectly balanced. Um, nothing's like uh, poking out too much. Uh, it's not like
0: there's too much too sugar. Harsh. It's not too much fruit. It's very well balanced mm. in the fruit flavors and the hops.
1: Yeah, I think everything mixes together quite nicely. I would agree. So I I am a big fan of this uh, this brew. I enjoyed so. it. Good. I
0: would want to try more from Flying Dog because mm-hmm. I enjoyed this. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, like I said, I heard about the brewery. I know about them, but uh, never really tried. it. first time I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. I know um, I should have done it this episode, but I meant to include. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll just record this now and I'll put it at the top of the episode yeah, somewhere. Um, but I wanted to include all of our details that we usually share at the end of every episode in the beginning because... Uh, there's still there still might be some questions as to how to go about contacting us, how to submit stories for frights and flights, um, where you can find us, things like that. So I'll put all this at the top this time. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. If you want to follow us, uh, stay up to date with our newest episodes. Um, I'm sure Paige is moving into her new place. She will add a bunch of uh, pet pictures to Instagram soon. Can do. <laughs> um, but we always uh, post our new new episodes on those platforms as well. You can reach out to us uh, on social media as well uh, by doing that. We're on all popular podcast platforms, um, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast we're on. And beerandfearcast at gmail.com. Beerandfearcast at gmail.com is our email. You can email us, just say hi, ask us what's up. I uh, can chit-chat with us. And it's also how you submit... Shoot the shit. Um, shoot the shit. It's also how you submit stories for uh, frights and Flights, which is what we're planning on doing once we have enough um, ghost or personal ghosts and paranormal stories. We hopefully want to release an episode where we tell your stories on the show. Maybe next year. Shout you? Yeah, maybe sometime next year. Shout you out. And then uh, when you submit your story to us at the email... Um, also submit a beer recommendation because we're going to have a, a flight of beer and we're going to try your beer as we talk about your story. Um, all the instructions on how to do that are in the descriptions of every episode, uh, regardless of where you get the episode, uh, YouTube, Spotify, whatever. All the instructions are there. Our emails posted there. So if you have a personal horror or a scary story, paranormal experience, whatever, feel free to send us that story in an email and then uh, include a beer recommendation. I think that's...
0: That covers everything.
1: That's it for this week. That was werewolves. Hope you enjoyed.
0: Have a good day.
1: Have a good day. And I hope you enjoyed Halloween too. And Election Day is tomorrow. Oh my God, he always finds something to ramble on about all the time. Election Day is tomorrow. You're gonna when you hear this episode, Election Day will have been the day prior. So we don't even know how it's gonna turn out. We are.
0: People are like boarding up
1: their shops and it's shit. It's scary. I'm frightened. Eh. Let's we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. If if the world is still here by uh, Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday, we'll see you in the next episode. Have a good day.